0: Elliot Wolf, I am told, is expected to have control of the 53 man roster. He is expected to have final say. Now, he obviously is not going to be the only one making these key decisions this offseason for the New England Patriots. Not the only one going to be deciding whether or not the Patriots take their quarterback of the future at number three. Alonzo Highsmith, who had been the Miami, University of Miami, the U GM over the last couple years, he now is set to join the New England Patriots personnel department. He is a senior. Uh, personnel executive. Uh, He joins with Matt Groh, who's going to work in college. He's already there. Pat Stewart, going to do college and pro. These are the guys who are going to go a long way to deciding what New England does in personnel this offseason. Ian Rappaport telling us what
1: I think we already knew. Elliot Wolf is going to be in charge of personnel for the Patriots all the way up to ownership. I still wonder how much of a role ownership will have, but in terms of employees in the personnel department, Elliot Wolf running the show for the Pats. If you couldn't tell, he's hired pretty much everybody he's ever worked with in Cleveland or Green Bay.
2: Cleaning out the Midwest. He
1: really is. Personnel people, uh, coaches. Arkham, what did you call them the other day in our Slack channel? the New England Packers, is that what you
3: call them? Yes. Or the Green Bay Patriots. Look, if you've ever I like New England s- Packers better. Sounds better. If
2: you ever sat at a big boys restaurant, you're probably now employed <laughs> in, by the Patriots. Are those Midwest? Oh yeah. They are. I think of those My parents are from Detroit. I've never seen those anywhere outside of Michigan. Got it.
1: Yeah, like a like a little Caesars will start popping up all over the place. Pizza pizza? Yes. What do they serve? Cheese curds everywhere is what they serve in Wisconsin. I've
2: never been to Wisconsin, so I cannot talk about that. But I can talk about
1: Michigan. So Elliot and Wolf,
2: Cleveland, unfortunately,
1: Elliot Wolf running the show, in charge of a lot of the hires. We'll get into why he's that guy. The the void that Bill Belichick left, uh, the vacuum that's being filled up by Elliot Wolf. Who do we blame for that? But let's start today with our big question of the day here on Jones and Mega with Arcan on Weei. This is something we can pose to Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston when he joins us about 90 minutes from now at 3.30. Uh, Do you trust the crafts to bring the Patriots back to relevance? And I say crafts plural, Robert and Jonathan, because it does feel that Jonathan has an increasing role within the organization. So do you trust them? And my answer is how could you? How could you trust them based on the way it's gone since Brady left? And I, I give them a lot of blame. Probably not more than Bill, because I do think Bill influenced them. They allowed themselves to listen to Bill. And when Robert to Seth Wickersham goes, well, Bill told me he was done. When you hear that, I think Bill influenced them. And so I'd give Bill more blame than Robert. But number one, you let yourself be influenced. Number two, you'd bragged about elegant solutions with Brady and his contract. So why didn't you have an elegant solution for this one? So I go back to Brady's exit. And really, nothing's gone right for the Patriots since then. They had a year in the playoffs, but they've made it one out of the last four. They got smoked when they got there. Getting to the playoffs 25% of the time, I I would imagine, is below average in the NFL. Uh, In a league made for parity, I would imagine once out of every four years is below average. They haven't won a playoff game in five years. Uh, They have not been overly successful, although more successful than Bill Belichick was without Tom Brady. They at least got to a Super Bowl in 96 Uh, bill was along for the ride as the assistant head coach so no how could you trust the crafts and even if you wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt all the way back when gerard mayo was hired you have to be losing faith in them based on elliot wolf a million browns and packers coaches and personnel people here rumors about what they're going to do at the top of the draft trading back offensive linemen all this like if you had faith I can't imagine you have much anymore. So, Mego, do you trust Robert and Jonathan to bring the Patriots back to relevance? However you define that, do you trust them?
2: So, there's this saying out there, trust but verify. And I think, like, is it possible to say trust but also question? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not putting my blind faith in the crafts. I don't think that they have done enough for me to lose absolute trust in them as stewards of the football team. Now, I know a lot a lot less about what Jonathan is doing now and what Jonathan might do with the team in the future, but if I look at the majority of the moves that they've made since owning the team, between what they've done with Patriot Place, what they've done with that stadium, what they've done in terms of making big investments and then trusting football people in the building to walk away from them. And I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about going way further back. Okay, bringing on a Hall of Fame head coach in Pete Carroll, but when it wasn't the right fit for him with the personnel moving on from Pete Carroll because they had a stronger inclination or if you listen to Robert Kraft, he talks about Bill Belichick like the point that sometimes he saw his wives. The one that whatever. got away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he goes and brings Bill in. Same thing with Drew Bledsoe. They signed Drew. You know, he's uh, number one overall pick. And then they sign him to this enormous contract and trusting his football people to go with Tom Brady when Tom Brady looked a lot closer to Brock Purdy than Patrick Mahomes at that time as who he was as a quarterback. I think when you look at I I understand that people will go, oh, my God, like, how could you trust them when they sided with Bill and they let Brady walk away? It's a couple years gone now. It looked like a more reasonable thing then. It felt horrible, oh, yeah. but it looks more reasonable then. So in real time, it's so easy to go back in hindsight and say, what a ridiculous thing, give them the contract, this and that, this and that. Like, I think most people outside of the Brady clan didn't think that Brady was going in immediately okay. winning a Super Bowl and basically that the Crafts would have egg on their face immediately.
1: I agree with all that. But now we know what happened, and they deserve some of this. And... Well, oh, they
2: certainly deserve to wear some of it. Is it enough for me to sit here and go, yes. like, sell the team? Oh, my God, the team is in really yeah, bad hands I'm not, now. I'm not saying I, sell
1: the team. But if you you're know? saying
2: do you trust them, they haven't done enough to lose my trust, I guess.
1: I'm not saying sell the team. You I know? question.
2: I, I question a lot. But they, I haven't lost trust yet.
1: Okay. I'm not saying sell the team. I am saying sell the team with the Red Sox. Yeah. But when it comes to this ownership group, they need to win me back. They need to win me over again. And I think a lot of Patriots fans feel that way. I think they screwed it up with Bill's exit. They definitely should have done it after the Patricia and Judge year. I was calling for them to do it the year prior to that, coming off a playoff appearance, because they weren't close. And you could have got something for Bill then. It's like they screwed that up. They screwed up Brady. No one wants to play here. No one wants to coach here. They haven't been spending. They need to earn their trust back. Do you trust them, Arquette?
3: I trust that they, if this doesn't work out, will not get married to it and stick with it longer than they have to. I'll trust that if things don't seem to be going in the right direction, that they'll pull the ripcord and start something else and try again. I don't think that they're necessarily going to save the Patriots and bring them back to relevance this time around. I don't love the way that the coaching staff sort of falling into place. I'm not a big fan of some of these hires. I'm leery of the way that they're going to go about trying to rebuild this team. I think they're going to do what you guys want them to do and just pick a quarterback at three and hope that that's going to change everything. Thing and not yes, work on the rest yes, of the offense, yes, yes. Yeah, and I think quarter, that's going to
1: be a quarterback. What a nightmare! Oh, well,
3: I just man. don't think these ones are very good, and I think it'll blow up in their face. So I think you know it's not going to be this time around. But if it doesn't work out, I could see them you know restarting and going Drake's at it about again. about
2: to trend again,
3: trying again, and uh, and going back to it. So I do trust that they won't that they won't let something linger too long and that they'll take another crack, but that's not necessarily them being successful. Sometimes it just has to go your way. You have to get some breaks. You have to luck into the best quarterback of all time or whatever it is that you end up doing that, uh, that works for you. But I don't know. And that could happen now too, I guess. I mean, we'll see who they draft and who they get in free agency, but, uh, I trust that they, I trust that they will be capable of moving on. If this iteration here doesn't work.
1: Yeah. And furthermore, let me add this too. Cause I say they need to earn our trust back. You just said, Mego, you're not sure of what Jonathan's role is and and how much we can trust him. That's a whole other reason they have to win me back. And I think a lot of fans feel this way. Like, let's say you trust Robert. Mm -hmm. Do you trust Jonathan? And does he need to win you? Does he need to prove it to you, Patriots fans? So you tell me. It's our big question of the day. Up now, at Jones and Mego on Twitter. Uh, Do you trust Robert and Jonathan Kraft to bring the Patriots back to relevance? Define that how you want. Is that Super Bowls? Is that the postseason is that back on a path to winning Super Bowls again, 617-779-7937. 7. You can jump in there. Now, I want to tell you, if we sound distracted at all, Mego and myself, I think we have good reason to sound distracted. That's because there is quite a platter over there. Zeke, if you can get that up on twitch.tv. There is quite a platter, and the the smell of buffalo wings, I think both bone in and bone out. My preference is boneless. But the smell of buffalo wings is Spectacular. Normally, it's not the greatest smell in this studio, Ryan. I see you leaning in. I knew what you were going to say. This is
4: the best Nor- smelling studio.
1: Normally, not the greatest smell in this studio, but let me tell you, thanks to Shaw's and Star Market, wonderful smells in here. Arkan, Arcan like moaned when he
3: came in earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, I like moaned. My, I, I followed my nose like two can Sam. I floated <laughs> right in. My knees buckled. a whole thing.
2: I'm kind of surprised you're a boneless guy.
3: Yeah,
1: I like I like a boneless one. Look, i I'll, 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 so I'll, I'll eat the. Well, yeah, that's why I it's like. It's just them.
2: like a long, different kind of nugget. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's not a wing. I, I thought I thought
3: this I thought was the, the vulture likes to pick the bones. Yeah. Yeah. look, I will eat that, but like you,
2: you should be like a carcass-driven individual. Yeah,
1: I, I am. I just uh, if I don't have to eat bones, I, I would prefer not to eat bones. Well, you don't I told
2: eat the bone; you eat around the bone. Yeah, well, that's I eat it off the bone. Uh, I
1: eat around the bones. It's too much work for me. But Ar- Arkan said this many times. Arcan or I've said this to Arkan many times. He loves to eat lobster. You know, he's a man yeah. of leisure. it's a lot sure. of work. Too much work. So I, don't is want, crab. I don't want to do work.
2: Yeah, crab is like crab is even more work than lobster. But crab is like fun because you get to. I'd smash the crap out of it with a hammer so you take a little something out
1: so i don't see any crab over there i don't see any lobster i see some wonderful looking sandwiches uh, i see all kinds of wings over there and if you need to get ready for the big game here's what you do you take a trip to shaw's and star market uh, they'll tackle your hunger with party platters from shaw's and star market you can pick up sandwich platters which we have wing platters shrimp platters are kind. Mm. that's that's right up your alley oh, yeah. and veggie platters shaw's party platters are made fresh you can order ahead in store, by phone, or online, shaw's.com order ahead, or starmarket.com slash order ahead. Uh, you can have that there. I'm gonna feast on some of this. They smell intoxicating. It smells uh, quite lovely. I'm gonna feast on some of that. Arcan, you give us all the latest here in trending. What's going on? It's gonna be
3: a quick trending. I'm at the you.
1: NBA trade deadline. It's gonna be the fastest trending <laughs> Arcan's ever done. Do you trust the crafts? That's our big question of the day. We'll ask it to Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, when he joins us at 330. We got triple play, 445, Meg explaining at 530, and Bet Roulette, some picks for tonight at 545. Plus, how much blame for where the Patriots are at? should be laid at the feet of Bill Belichick. We'll get to that right after Arcan's very fast trending right now. We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back to Jones and Mego on WDDI. Download the Odyssey app
2: and listen on demand anytime.
3: What a rip, big brain.
4: Well, listen, this looks like Ellie Wolf is going to be your GM ostensibly. And Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reporting today that he could even have control of the 53-man roster. This is the way it was trending even before we got to the Gerard Mayo hiring, officially, as new head coach. When I spoke to people around that time, Tom, what I was told was, expect both Elliott Wolf and Matt Groh to stick in the front office, for them both to have critical roles, But the more and more people that you speak to, the more it became clear, the GM, quote unquote, of those two front office guys that had assisted Bill Belichick, the more qualified to oversee the entire operation was Elliot Wolf, given his background.
2: Now, now, no, wait, this is a case, and Ryan, I wonder if you'll back me up on this. Of an artist who's defined by a song that uh-huh. doesn't really sound like the rest of their catalog, in Warren Zevon. I
4: think that's fair. What like, is the, I, I'm sorry. What is the name of the song that go?
2: Werewolves of London. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, Werewolves of London.
2: So, but it, but you know what I'm saying? Like another no, good I don't one really, is,
4: I don't really know the
1: man's catalog. So okay, like, like does the, he have other the good the songs? Myths
2: have one song that's really big, and it doesn't yeah. sound like the rest of their How songs that all. now? Yeah, exactly. It's a great song, uh-huh. and their other songs are great, but it doesn't really showcase who the artist is. You Got know it. what I'm saying? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: It's like Elton John and Crocodile Rock.
2: I guess so, yeah. yeah if it's you like think, that. Yeah. It's
1: like a crappy song that's not as good as the other songs?
2: It, well, no. I like this song. This is a great
3: song. Oh, I see. You just it don't just doesn't
2: sound like a lot of other Warren Zevon. No!
3: I'm not yeah, sure I know one single other warranty. Me war. either. Is, is does it,
2: it, does it, none of them have, like the same mainstream kind of.
1: Oh, it's we're too excitable ma- boy. We're too mainstream, Arkan. You know that one? No, I already told you. I don't know any of his cats. I don't think. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe uh, if I the heard the only
4: it. other one I knew was poor, poor, pitiful
1: me. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll talk to Tom Curran about this. He's a big Zevon head.
1: Oh, good. Cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you guys the opportunity to like think of some uh, another one.
3: I gave you one. Elton John Arkan, Do you have any? What's the topic? So, uh, the main like, hit doesn't sound yeah. like their other songs. Yeah,
2: like w- when there's one main hit that uh, a kind of like cult classic artist has, and then so they only have else. one hit. Okay, well, like they have one mainstream hit, yeah, 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 and yeah. it doesn't really show what the rest of yeah. their s- songs. I feel sound
1: that like. way about Deep Blue Something and uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like just the rest of their catalog is so Deep strong. Catalog there? Yeah, 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 a very strong catalog. But that's that's the one. Yeah.
2: I th- I thought I was trying to tear right? up Deep for like right? for like a really good um, hip hop take I, here. See,
1: I was expecting hip hop Arkan to take over right too. Away. Yeah. He's like, you know, everybody knows Sporty Thieves, but yeah.
3: I, but you know, but but really, the, like, the catalog is so strong.
2: Like I, you hear Cream everywhere, but it doesn't really show the rest of Wu Tang's depth. No, it but, does
3: though. It's like a classic Wu Tang. Yeah, I'm hard up to think of. Uh, Rappers who are like that. Wow, well, well, let me tell you, hip hop heads all over Massachusetts,
1: uh, New England, really, are very, very disappointed, disappointed
2: in you. because there's somebody sitting there screaming at their Odyssey app right now, being like, "How could R not say this?"
1: I think sporty thi- sporty thieves, and deep blue something. I don't know where either of those references <laughs> came from, but I'm pretty proud of myself.
2: Oh, we have a couple texts, lawyers, guns, and money. That's another great Zevon song, but you probably don't know that one. I,
3: I know that song. I don't. Yeah, that's a good know that one, was right? Ziva. Yeah,
2: but doesn't that's sound like. Werewolves song. of that song's London. song's stupid. That sounds that stupid. Said
3: You're stupid. guns Send oh. I mean, That's how it sounds. We've that's, gone to war. That's terrible. That's, that's, how that's, how that's how it, it
2: sounds. Sound. It doesn't sound like that. Yes, it is. That's the chorus. It, no,
3: it said doesn't said sound like that. Send loyal guns and money. <laughs> it doesn't sound is, like exactly that. That's exactly how it sounds. That's exactly it how it sounds. how it right. sounds. Yes, it well, I
1: feel like I can see Ryan moving around that's back there. It. I feel like he's the efforting.
2: The man is already dead, The man is already dead. You don't need to stomp all over his music.
3: I thought I paid him a beautiful tribute just now. Uh, I don't know well, what you're talking about. It's, you know,
1: <laughs> he can be buried right next to the Patriots dynasty, which feels like <laughs> it's not going in a very good direction. Because
2: he can't come up with a single hip hop one. Oh,
1: Arkan's been defensive all day. He's defensive for his guy. High and he's lashing out at me about Theo for, on the most inane things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, our big question of the day Do you trust Robert and Jonathan Kraft to bring the Patriots back to relevance? I'm a no. Mego, you're you're. Uh, cautiously giving them a chance right uh, you're, you don't need to they, be won back over like I'm, i do i'm not
2: inspired right now but they haven't done enough for me to sit here and be like they haven't uh, they run I, it I've, into
1: the ground in four years without brady
2: i'm sorry i thought that we spent the entire last calendar year talking about how much of that was bill it is
1: bill did who, did they keep him they stood they, by him they, they
2: empowered him? they've moved on so i can't just like crush them right okay, now they, they who kept paying bill
1: bill who chose bill over brady Them,
2: But I told you, like at the time, in hindsight, it's easy to say that at the time, it didn't seem like such a ridiculous thing.
1: But if you blame Bill, and I blame Bill for a lot of Mm -hmm. what's going on, and we'll get into that. I blame them for keeping Bill and choosing to keep Bill and standing by Bill last year. They never should have brought Bill back last year. I
2: understand why they did. This isn't a situation where I look at it and I'm like, God, they're such idiots. Like I feel that way about plenty of owners, but I think that you can give them. They still, in my mind, deserve the benefit of the doubt.
1: I am getting a, a lot of flack for people saying I need to. And this is fair. I need to be won back over. People are like, when did the Patriots ever win you over? <laughs> fair. True. Many, many people are saying on the text line and at Jones WEI, I'm hearing that a lot. So that's fair. I just if I'm a if I'm a Patriots fan now, let me put if in front of that. If I'm a Patriots fan, they need to win me back over. So what are the results? You don't
3: get a rose at the end of the night. <laughs> I, I don't. Patriots.
1: At Jones and Meggo, Uh, do you trust them? Only 36% say yes. Hmm. That's low, right? That is yeah. very low. I, I expected, and this started off very, very early on in the voting. You continue to vote. At Jones and Mego. it started off like 50-50. It has dropped. And I bet a lot of fans are saying, well, prove it to me. Prove to me what you are without Belichick. Uh, you, I've already seen what you look like without Brady, and I don't like it. Prove like to me very, what you are without Belichick. This is a
2: very New England perspective. Because Why? it's like you have to earn my trust, whereas I come at it like you have my trust, you have to lose my trust. I go in implicitly How have they trusted. not started to
1: lose your trust over the last four years?
2: They've lost some of my confidence. They haven't lost my trust. Those are two different things.
1: I guess. I, they're they're closely aligned, though, are they not?
2: Yeah. I this The major issue, I think... Has been Bill and the personnel, not Bill the coach. Bill, what he's been doing with the personnel. You need to go out and get talent. Now I'm gonna yeah, start. Yeah, the
1: 30 second in spending over the last the, 10 the years. Trust they is they need start, some blame for the that.
2: The trust is Of course, I agree that they need some blame. Is it enough for me to sit here and go? Oh my god! I can't trust any decision they're making right now. Well, what else like, can no.
1: it, What else can an owner really do besides spend? Well, what else do they do? Their third, or their last decade, they've spent the least uh, amount of money in okay. the league. Okay,
2: you're spo- spilling like Bill somebody Light who's houses. never had their life under an incredibly horrible toxic owner. An owner can do plenty of things to really f up your franchise. Okay, but
1: like, what what else are they supposed to, other than spending? What do fans really care about? Let me rephrase. What Video else, boards. What else do they care about? <laughs>
2: they care about you putting the right people in place. Absolutely. Okay. Like, and so you can look at what they're doing right now this off and going. So shouldn't uh, that shake confidence? Should Elliot Wolf really be in this position? Should Mac Rowe still be around? If reportedly he was going to leave with Belichick, should uh, should these offensive coaches be inspiring confidence? I don't know. Like, I, but but at the same time, I haven't seen the product yet, so I'm not sitting here going, "Well, I don't trust any of this." You got to lose my trust.
1: Okay. Well, they've lost mine. They need to get it back. And so, look if they're good this year, and I think they can be good. They got to hit the quarterback. They got to sign some people. If they start doing those things, they'll start to win my trust back to a degree. I'm fine with saying I'm wrong if I'm ever wrong. I never remember being wrong, but if I am ever wrong, I'm fine with saying it. But they got to win it back. If they go out and do the same crap they've been doing this off season, bringing in Cleveland Browns and not signing anybody, and then they trade back and don't take a quarterback, I'm not. I'm not going to believe in them. And I'm already teetering. I think a lot of fan- this is evidence. A lot of fans are arched.
3: Well, we'll see what they do when free agency starts. They do have a lot of money, and the coach has come out and basically said, "You know, I've been told we can burn cash this year." So I'd imagine they're going to spend. I'd be shocked if they don't. Then that will shake my trust a lot more than if they spend on the wrong people, maybe or whatever. Like if they if they don't even do if they sort of look at the free agents out there and go, "Ah, oh, it's too rich for our blood. We're not going to we're not going to get involved with Mike Evans and some of these other players." That we've all sort of admitted that we really, really want this team to to target then that would shake me that would definitely sort of shake my confidence in them but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crucify them for that yet when they haven't done it let me ask a question I, I think I know
1: how everyone's gonna answer but I want your answer who do you have more confidence in John Henry or Robert Kraft
3: Robert Kraft Arkan Robert Kraft why
2: because Robert Kraft hasn't shown me that he's stuck in the purgatory that the Red Sox are right now.
3: Robert Kraft cares more about his team than John Henry does. I'm not so sure about Robert that. Kraft I think 100 he does. Robert Kraft
2: a lot. He talks publicly a lot. John Henry loses a lot of trust from me because he won't put his face out there, and he trots out that Sam too. Kennedy and then seems to get upset every time They're Sam right, Kennedy has to pull his toes out of his
1: mouth. I mean, he's more accountable. Kind of. Uh, yes, I would. mean, he's more accountable than John Henry. Yes. I could, I, I, you he's know. more
2: publicly facing, for sure. Yeah,
1: no, for sure, than John Henry. I mean, John Henry's not existent Well, it's between John Henry and Robert no, no, but When I'm, you're talking but about
2: fostering trust, but that I'm goes saying, a long way. But I'm
1: saying, but how, compared to other owners, I really don't know in the NFL. He's definitely more forward-facing than John Henry. Here's the
2: other thing. I think the crafts both talk to media behind the scenes. Oh, no, they do. Red Sox ownership does not. Are you
1: about to make a case for John Henry? Arkan, you made a case the other day that I thought was compelling. They've at least won a couple of different ways. Because you're so anti-Theo. That's true. They've at least won a couple of different ways. The Patriots have won. The Crafts have won one way. Mm -hmm. Brady and Belichick, Brady. But they've won one way. At least I know John Henry can win a couple of different ways. Different
3: GMs, different managers, different players. The Patriots, yeah. don't, the Patriots don't do that. No, they didn't. But, I mean, they also had 20 years of the greatest quarterback of all time, which is a major outlier, and I think that you have to consider that. Like, they did get to a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll and all the Parcells guys. So, I mean, or I guess no, it was Parcells before Pete Carroll got there. But, I mean, that was that was after they had bought the team. They were in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's, it's that outlandish okay. to think that they can rebuild something here. After Ortiz retired,
1: arguably the greatest player in Red Sox history, I would argue that. After Ortiz retired, they went out and won again. And they did it with a different manager, and they did it with a different GM. And, like, look, I would answer it Robert Kraft, too. But I question why we all answer it so quickly, Robert Kraft. Why Why is that such a fast answer? Uh, you guys jump in. 617-779-7937. Do you trust the Crafts? And be careful. Uh, just because you talk to the media in, like, two years, if the team still sucks... Robert
3: Kraft's approval rating might be lower than John. Henry's. It might be. Can I say one other uh, argument for Robert Kraft? Yeah, he doesn't own six other teams. You know, their portfolio is the oh. Patriots and it's the, uh, the Socrates and the Revolution. Yeah, that's, there's there's quite a bit in their portfolio. But, okay, and a bunch of like not, shipping companies and it's stuff not like that. But it's not it's not like a bunch of different. No, it's not. Other I think that's, I think that's a really
2: good point, Arkan, because yeah. I think uh, one of the big complaints is just the shadowy maneuvers of. Fenway Sports Group, people saying, well, if you can't spend money on the Red Sox and you're supposed to be Fenway Sports Group, then what are all these other holdings and how much are you spending on them? You don't really have to worry about that in the same way with the Patriots. It's more just like, hey, why aren't you spending? Yeah, you everything. Right oh,
3: now? the craps aren't spending because they're so uh, worried well, I about know. the revolution. I guess, like, never I guess at that. the end of the day, neither one's spending. So
0: <laughs>
1: I don't really care what else is in Robert's portfolio. Like, I at least get why John Henry goes, oh, we got to throw some money at Liverpool and we got to throw some money at Pittsburgh. What the hell's Robert spending his money on? The Revs? What are you spending your money Ship, on? Shipping containers. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. No, I mean, look, they, the only other professional sports franchise, off the top of my head, do they own? Do they own any European? Do they have any European soccer holdings? I don't know. The only other one I know about is the Revs. Uh, what's your confidence level in the Crafts? Can they bring the Patriots back to relevance? Do you trust them to do that? Robert is in Western Mass. Go ahead, Robert.
3: Hey guys, uh, Jones, Mego, and Arkham. Um, I don't trust the Crafts, and I just wanted to make two things. The Patriots never operated in the in the red. When um, Bill Belichick was in charge, they got rid of Lawyer Malloy. They got rid of Les Welker. They got rid of anybody. They always came above. And I don't know if Belichick lined their pockets, but, like, everybody loves to hate the bad guy. And I feel like Belichick is the bad guy in this because of the, the product that he put out in the field. But they also drafted a quarterback top 15. You know, and whatever happened, whatever happened. But he, he's probably not the guy, and I would just
4: like uh, your input on yeah. that. I mean, I think Belichick ran a good he,
1: – he he ran a good ship. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Ryan made an interesting point yesterday. We were talking sure after did. the show about, you know, why the Patriots are where they are. And I, I do put a lot of it on Belichick. I want Belichick gone, but, you know, who decided to keep Bill around? Who decided to side with Bill over Brady? So how much of this should be on Bill Belichick, Ryan, for where the Patriots are at now, especially with the personnel hires and the coaching hires? How much of that is on Bill?
4: Specifically, I look at what this coaching staff has rounded out to, and I 100% hold Bill Belichick uh, responsible for how lackluster uh, this process has been now that he's been cleaned out and Gerard Mayo is the guy. And I think back to something I heard Nick Saban say uh, to Pat McAfee, one of the Nick Saban said one of the most important things Bill Belichick taught me about coaching is always, you know, having an understanding of where your young coaching talent is. And I think for a while that was true, but I think it just became very convenient for Bill to just have a lot of yes men around him. So when the time came for them to kind of branch out and go, "All right, who do we know?" The crafts looked around, and Gerard Mayo looked around and said, "Oh my God, we don't know anybody because Bill Belichick, instead of you know maybe making a more uncomfortable decision and going out and getting some guys he doesn't really know that much about, it was just easier hire you know the the, the my my friend's kid hire this guy because right. you know there's a pipeline from this college that I am comfortable with, and I think when you look around and it's Alex Van Belt and 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 Ben McAdoo and all these other guys, you go." You could have done a lot better had Bill Belichick just been willing to be a little uncomfortable instead of just going, I know everything, and and I don't want guys who are going to question me. I think this is an interesting point. Like, we
1: blame Bill for the roster, and I think rightfully so. Bill left a terrible roster here, the cupboards bare. And, And, Arkan, you know this. I would talk about Bill's coaching tree for years. We've been talking about it for years. In part because who will replace Bill Belichick, and in part just because I didn't get why people kept hiring from the coaching tree. But, like... I would hear all the time, well, who cares? Who cares if Bill's coaching tree isn't good? Like, is that a mark against his legacy or whatever? I would hear this all the time. This is why it matters. Like, this is the fact that Bill's coaching tree stinks is why you have no one in the building and you have to go hire Cleveland. Look, now you could do better than that. Don't get me wrong. But the reason they're scrambling is because the coaching tree stinks and there's nothing here. And there's no one who you want to hire back. And
4: you got turned down, it sounds like, at every single pass of, like, we want this guy, we want this guy, we want this guy. And they're like, why would I come here? You guys don't seem to know what you're doing. If Nick Cayley is turning you down because he knows there's an opportunity out there for him in the future that hasn't materialized yet, I think that is very telling. And I I point the finger squarely at Bill Belichick for, for not doing right by this coaching staff. So I don't want
1: to put it all on Bill. Um, and, and look, we're talking about the crafts, but Bill deserves responsibility for that. like there's nothing here. There's no bones to your coaching staff. I guess we're technically keeping uh Brian Belichick here in New England. the Patriots are. He's on staff. The backbone Ma- of the Gerard season. Mayo's an internal hire, but it's like I don't I don't feel great about what's here and that is an indi- that, that's an indictment on Bill's coaching staff. Not only did he leave the roster bare. He left the, the coaching offices completely bare. Just
4: one one real quick, because I want to hear what Arcan has to say about this, but the, the mantra that that has supported this, which makes me feel very like vindicated about this, is the titles don't matter. Titles matter a lot yeah. actually, because how the hell is anybody supposed to know what you do around here? Oh, it's well, he wants to protect these guys and he doesn't want the undue stress of somebody being the defensive coordinator. Well, that's part of the job. You're an adult, it's the national football league, it's a professional team that you're you're coaching for. So you should have the scrutiny directed at you. I've just never never bought that. So the idea that titles don't matter, I think, has has really kind of hurt this team. And now we're seeing it right now. Who knows? Maybe Alex Van Pelt will be great. But there's no way that was anybody's first choice. There's no way.
3: No, definitely not. And I agree that that's Bill's fault that his coaching tree isn't good and that, you know, it's sort of not worked out in that way. But it's not his fault that the Crafts decided that the succession plan was going to have to be a guy with no experience head coaching anywhere and who's getting elevated from this coaching staff in a building where they're admitted isn't anybody else really to promote other than Covington. I mean, that wasn't the fault of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick got like, uh, you know, he was done. He was out of there. The craps are the ones who decided that it was going to be Gerard Mayo without a coaching search and without really considering anybody else. So that, I think, is the reason why you're in the position that you're in now. If you had brought in a coach from outside, he'd bring in his own people, and that would be that, and that's what Wolf's doing from his you know, last stop. But you don't have a coach who can do that because he doesn't have any other people. All those people are here.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say, Arkan, was that, okay, Bill didn't force Gerard Mayo, as far as I know, on as his successor. If anything, they were butting heads a little bit or there was some kind of tension at the end of this season. And now you see why this stuff with Elliot Wolf. Seems to be happening where all the connections are through him because he's the only person in the building who has real connections on the outside. And I do think it provides something interesting because Gerard Mayo a couple weeks ago said that for the offense, he wanted to go the Shanahan McVay route. He wanted to get younger ideas, younger guys in. And instead, they seem to have to have to pivot over to the Elliot Wolf side of things. And now, if you read really good football minds like Phil Perry, it's like, well, actually, you know, if you look at the, who uh, Alex Van Pelt is and the offenses he he's been in, they're kind of Shanahan like. Kinda, yeah, kinda
1: and, means they're not,
2: right? And so it's like, okay, is it? It, it just feels a lot like settling. Because Bill was here for so long, and there just weren't the connections outside. No, no,
1: look, the Crafts could hire whoever they wanted. They didn't have to go outside the building. The point is, if Bill, if his coaching tree didn't suck, maybe you could go to the Raiders and say, wow, Josh McDaniels really building something. Or, wow, let me see what Matt Patricia or Joe Judge or any of these other flunkies who went out there and failed, you look at it and go, oh, let me pull off of that staff. Gerard Mayo doesn't know anyone because the bill coaching tree sucks, which is why, what I ultimately blame the Crafts for, I wouldn't have hired off of it. But they were so horny to hire off of it that they had Mayo lined up a year or two in advance with a giant buyout to boot.
4: You could look at it as he is Robert Kraft's succession plan and Gerard Mayo, another way to look at that is he's the consolation prize because every other guy that could have had the job has decided to leave and go do something else, literally anything else than work for the New England Patriots.
1: So how much of this is on, Bill? You can jump in with our big question of the day. Uh, up now at Jones and Mego. Do you trust the crafts to bring the Patriots back to relevance? Right now, 64% of you say no. 617 779 7937. We'll get to that. And trade deadline approaching. Trades are happening around the NBA, mostly depth moves or fringy moves when it comes to big names out there. Should the Celtics make a move? Are they going to do something today before the deadline? They made a move yesterday. We'll get to that with all your Patriots phone calls next.
0: Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI.
4: Are you pleased with how you guys are responding to some of the adversity? Yeah, I mean, I thought the way we played the game tonight was kind of how I would like our approach to be. It's like we were down two uh, at the first quarter, but it didn't. You, it, it didn't. we didn't really show whether or not we were winning or losing
3: oh. Porzingis way above
4: the rim way above the rim and then we win the second one by six and then we get a 23 point quarter coming out in the third which nobody wants to talk about the third quarter since we had a good one 23 point quarter, nobody Porzingis
3: for two, but didn't want nothing to do with Porzingis at the rim,
4: we'll just wait till the next bad one it, just the approach that we had throughout the entire game, it was like we never wished for it to be over, we never wished for things to be a little bit easier we never just kind of, we just played the game Porzingis pretty Man, oh, man, Joe Missoula
1: bragging about the Celtics' third quarter last night. Hey, guys, where are all the questions about the bad third quarter? Huh? You just wait until the next bad one to ask me? Uh, they won the third quarter 24-23. to It's
2: not like he was a lamb In your boy. face.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You were supposed to cover, Joe. I bet you to cover last night, 12 and a half. four quarters like that. You don't even come close to covering. You'd win by Four. We're bragging about 24-23 to 23 against
4: the trash-ass Hawks. They're 22-29. and 29. You want to brag about that third quarter? Speaking of bets, Arkans voided because their second-best player, DeJounte Murray, didn't play last night.
3: That had not been announced when I made my uh, No, no, but but to Ryan's point, they didn't yeah. even have their second-best yes. player. Yes. And you're bragging and thumping your chest
1: about winning the third quarter, 24-23? It's hard 23? to win in the
4: league, but that, that's a weird—of all the third quarters they've had, that's a very bizarre one. For I'm trying people. to They're like, like you, Joe. Talk about it?
1: I'm trying to like you. This makes it difficult bragging about the third quarter so i don't i don't know what to make of that they win last night great they didn't play great uh al horford had a nice night Derek white continues to be very good jalen brown made his return he's officially in the dunk contest now which Scal yesterday told us he's uh, worried about worried about jalen getting hurt in the dunk contest i'm
2: so happy about it right. I, I think it's such a good look for Jalen. oh
1: happy that he's doing it
2: yeah. yeah me too no i'm not thrilled by Scal's ca- comments that he thinks it's like too physically taxing he would know better than me, although I've been on the other side of a dunk. This is so. like
1: baseball players who are like, "Oh my god, the home run derby is <laughs> yeah, so tiring." It really is. It's like, is it? You're just the standing home, there and swinging. The home run derby fatso? is that's not that hard. Okay,
2: that's more taxing than the dunk contest. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No,
1: it
3: isn't. Yes, it is. Well, Arcan. I guess
2: it depends what you're doing in the dunk. What's contest. What's more
3: taxing? One, you jump; the other, you stand. Yeah, you jump like seven times, though. If you're yeah. standing there swinging over and over and over that's, again, that's probably because more the, tiring.
2: The home run derby, is, it's more of an endurance. I can
3: thing. Sta- I can stand there and
1: swing jump i can't do i can't jump like that
2: okay are you gonna hit anything
1: no of course not
2: <laughs> of course not i
1: didn't first say i was all, gonna be good at it i said all, they're taking I like 50 you can't participate I which i would be good in either, at i you said can't what's participate more tiring in
2: either of these contests i think that there is i'll say it this way there's like a higher athletic threshold for the dunk contest but there's more endurance required for the home run derby so i think the home run derby like at the end you actually need to hydrate yourself and everything. The, ho- the slam dunk contest is just like, if, if you're telling me that that's a great danger to today's NBA players, I, I, I got a couple bridges to sell you. Yeah,
1: thank you, uh, Ryan. You said in my ear. Look at the shape Vladimir Guerrero's in. Like and by the he can way, do he can yeah, do the home I run derby. I totally. Yeah, but he was I,
3: exhausted at the end. Of yeah, because he's not, out of shape. Because it's not that they hard. hard were.
2: I could not agree with Wiggy Moore on the morning show. Yeah, the reason why these guys don't want to do the dunk contest is because they're worried that they're going to look clowny. What I said the other day, they're going to look like clowns. you're going to lose
3: to Mac McClane. Uh, yeah, what I said. Or
2: they're going to miss they it. They're going to look myself. like a dork. I look I when just, you miss a slam dunk, it's harder to look dorkier.
1: I, I used to be right there with well, not even missing, but just you don't want to put yourself out there and lose. Like if somebody's got a cooler dunk than you and you lose, so look, I, I'm not uh, still where Keith is. Keith is still a LeBron hater. I've come around a little bit on LeBron, but I used to be right there with Keith this LeBron ruined the dunk contest LeBron being too afraid and being too cool for school and not wanting to lose the dunk contest ruined it and so hopefully Jalen Brown being in it turns things around but anyway we're sidetracked what what are the Celtics doing are they doing anything today should they do anything today I like the Tillman move yesterday they gave up zero they upgraded their bench Mego thinks the roster is perfect good I'm happy they made a move should they make another move do you expect them to make another move before the deadline which is uh, about 10 minutes away
2: I think they should, and I expect them to, because it's a use it or lose it with the uh, trade exception.
1: Isn't this a, Isn't this an adjustment from her arc end? Yeah, a little bit. I what? thought the roster was perfect. Yeah, and there I thought, was no I thought we it. asked you about it before. You didn't not want to if, make any moves.
2: Not if you actually listen to me. No. Like, do I think that they should trade Well, we trade asked you someone? if you wanted to
1: make moves, and you said no.
2: Oh, I guess I don't have the answer. You can just answer. Well, I'm just,
1: I'm just saying, if you, you just changed. That's all. I'm just curious why you changed.
2: I haven't changed. I said I don't want to trade Split up. Split up the J's. Okay, <laughs> that's out of context. <laughs> I don't want to trade a top-seven rotation player for anybody. I don't. I don't think you should touch that. Beyond that, like, if you're going to be trading future second-rounders like they did yesterday or trading something from 2030 and trade exceptions, then, yeah, especially if it's a use it or lose it. I also don't really expect them to get anything back besides depth. Like, a lot of the guys who are available doesn't seem like they're going to be going for another big at this point, like Andre Drummond or something like that is a total pipe dream. If you think that they need more big insurance – They're probably going to go for a wing or a guard or something like that. And I think it's going to be somebody who is, like, so far down the bench that it's going to be not the same position, but equivalent to a Mescala who you never see. And we'll look at it and go, like, okay, I guess that was insurance.
1: Yeah, look, that's all I want them to do. I want, if you can get somebody better than Hauser and Pritchard, people acting like you can't find guys better than that, you definitely can. Alex Caruso's available. He's better than Peyton Pritchard in his sleep. So, you know There are better players out there, and if you want to go for it, go all out. But that's not what I'm pounding the table for. I'm just saying you have two trade exceptions. Ownership shouldn't cheap out because that's all it is. Use the trade exceptions. Trade your second rounders in 2030 or whatever the hell they did yesterday to get a couple more pieces on the bench in case the likelihood that poor Zingas is going to miss time or Horford starts to break down or whatever, or you have an injury on the bench. Forsberg made a great point at NBC Sports Boston. He's like, you do not want to be the Celtics of two years ago where you're like, they were a body away and Robert Williams broke down. Don't make that mistake again. Make another move, Brad. You have nine minutes to do it.
3: I was more of the mind, and this was before that they uh, they made the uh, Xavier Tillman trade. I was more of the mind that they needed to get uh, another wing. I thought that that was more important than getting a big. I thought it was more important than getting a guard. I feel like a guard, they're fine. I feel like a big, they're good enough uh, but at wing, it's Sam Hauser, and that's it. I mean, that's really all you, you have to look at, getting regular minutes in the rotation off the bench. So that's something that I would have liked to have upgraded. I don't hate Sam Hauser, but I feel like you can do better um, if they can turn one of those trade exceptions into something like that. I mean, I liked Porter a little bit. He ended up going somewhere else. All these trades happened, and you know some of the names that I looked at I kind of liked, but not enough that I would have— really gone overbidding for that and also you're using a trade exception so you kind of have to take what you can get so that's where I'd go I'm not pounding the table for it either I don't think it needs to happen but it's one place I think they could improve. yeah
1: I, look I don't think it's make or break but if you end up a player short and you decided not to make a move at the deadline that's on you so I would I would go overboard
2: do you have anyone in particular
1: so Caruso's an interesting name we've talked about a lot of these guys before you see Sadiq Bay light you up last oh my night God. I've, been, I've been talking but about now Sadiq Bay I don't Bey. think
2: that they're gonna let him go okay well maybe
1: they will I'm sorry
2: they're not gonna let him go <laughs> What?
1: I thought I heard the Maryland accent uh, come out don't, there. I don't Absolutely. think you heard yeah. it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Definitely heard yeah, let it. Let him go. Don't go.
2: <laughs> well, I would like to see him here. I think he would be, and he would pretty much, okay. he's like what? He's made 6.3 yeah. or something? He'd
1: fit, he'd fit in the grand-layer well, grand trade exception, City no, well I, no, like, I like Caruso, Bay. but I also like Sadiq, Sadiq Bey would
2: be more than a very end of the bench player. Okay. That that would be like yeah. I would go I would be extremely impressed by Trader Brad. When
1: we talked about this and Ryan just said in my ear and Zeke dropped it in, they are keeping DeJounte Murray, the Hawks are. I don't know okay. what that means for Sadiq Bey. But when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, when Mego first said don't make any moves, the roster's perfect, I said Sadiq Bey is better than Hauser. And he is. So I would love them to go get somebody like that. Caruso's an interesting name. You'd probably have to overpay, but who cares? Who cares about first-round picks? You're you're going to be drafting thirty, hopefully. So who cares? 779 nine seven ninety three seven. You can also jump in on our big question of the day, along with what you want the Celtics to do at the deadline. About five minutes from now, our buddy Deuce PK is in Boston on the crafts. Go ahead, Deuce PK. Hello, Deuce. Hello. Yeah, how you all doing? What's
3: up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Deuce. Uh, quick question for you: Since um, Patriots have the history of going from Bill Parcells to Belichick, don't you think we should be more patient?
4: And trust a system that they're now now taking the stiffer route? And how do you all feel yeah,
1: about they, that? Yeah, well, they didn't quite go from Parcells to Belichick, but I understand the point. They deserve the benefit of the doubt, Arcan. They've hired Parcells and Carroll and Belichick. It's a good track record there.
3: They didn't hire
1: Parcells. I'm sorry. They yeah. had Parcells. They yeah. hired Carroll and Belichick. You're right.
3: Um, I would say the fact – all you really have to go on is when did they pull the ripcord with Carroll because Belichick was here forever, and there was that one playoff season after Brady left and then – two years after that, they moved on from him. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like they let things fester. It's not that like they let things drag on. It would have been weird to fire Bill after a playoff year, uh, and even giving him the one year after that I didn't think was egregious. So, that's sort of my thing, is that the Crafts have shown over time that they aren't afraid to pull the ripcord and start over. Um, with Bill, they kept it going for a okay. long time. They, t- they tend to have a good sense of when to do it, I think.
1: Okay, I mean, look, you're right. They fired Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll, I, I don't give them all that much credit for Carroll. Maybe firing him and, and doing that when they did, but the higher Let's not pretend like Pete Carroll was good here. Pete Carroll eventually worked elsewhere after he spent a decade in college and then went to Seattle. Which, in college? Yeah, softer market, <laughs> like, you know, a more patient market. Like, Pete Carroll did not work here. So let's not turn that into, uh, you know, all of a sudden Pete was an awesome coach here. They got worse. At, he inherited a team that lost the Super Bowl and got worse every single year. So I don't think he was that great of a hire, but at least they didn't hang on to him for too long. If you want to trust their judgment with hiring coaches, fine. All I would tell you is I'm starting to question Bill. And I think they did hang on to Bill for too long. You know I feel that way, and so I, I blame them for where they're at, meaning where the Patriots are at. I blame the crafts. How do you guys feel about it? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Tommy Curran standing by about a half an hour from now for our weekly chat. Each and every Thursday at three thirty, we have the NBA trade deadline coming up. Less than five minutes from now, your thoughts on that, and is Mac Jones salvageable? It's a question being asked. I think you know how I feel about it. Let's get to that with all your phone calls next. You see Sadiq Bay light you up last oh my night? God. I've, been, I've been talking but about Sadiq Bey. But now Sonique
2: I Bay. don't think that they're going
1: to let him go. Okay, well, maybe they won't. I'm sorry?
2: They're not going to let him go. <laughs> what?
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?